Thanks for tuning in. I'm Renee. And I'm your friendly shapeshifter, Shelby. And <laughs> you're listening to The Creepy Burrito. who joined our live chat on Wednesday last week. We had a freaking blast hanging out with everyone. Hell yeah. We were so caught up in the moment and having so much fun that even our Taco Bell got cold. Sure did. But we did not forget to drink an entire bottle of wine (laughs) each by ourselves. Which, I can't say, is not a regular occurrence anyway. But interacting with you guys in real time was like super cool and inspiring. We learned what you guys liked and what you guys were really interested in. So, with that being said, we're getting paranormal up in here, baby. That's right. You asked for it. You got it. You guys said you wanted to hear some more paranormal stuff, and we love to please. And Shelby doesn't even know what episode I did. I didn't tell her yet. Sure did not. Because this was a last-minute decide when you guys said you wanted some paranormal jazz. But today... We are talking about Robert the doll. I fucking hate dolls. It's a good thing you're covering it because I sure shit would not. Well, if you've never seen Robert the doll, let me do the pleasure of describing him for you so we can all listen to Shelby cringe. Mm. Robert stands a little over three feet tall and is stuffed with wood wool shavings. He is dressed in a sailor suit and his face covered in brown nicks like scars is made of cloth and only vaguely resembles a human's. His nose is just merely a pair of pinholes and his eyes are hard black beads. And upon Robert's lap sits a toy dog with bulging eyes and a too big tongue hanging from its mouth. Robert might seem like your regular run-of-the-mill creepy old doll, but he is much more than that. He is the most haunted doll in America. Sure the fuck is. And he's toddler size. He which is, is literally <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, it makes it even more terrifying. Though. Yeah, like small dolls, uh, okay, <laughs> like maybe little demons. Like porcelain bigger, china dolls. Bigger okay. the doll, yeah. bigger the demon. Bigger the fuck that. <laughs> more the fuck you. So Robert the doll has been blamed for car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a plethora of other misfortunes. Deaths. No one knows for certain where Robert came from, but it is widely accepted that the doll was manufactured around 1904 by the Steiff Company of Germany, which is, fun fact, the company best known for producing the very first teddy bear, making Robert about 120 years old. According to the Key West Art and Historical Society, his face was initially painted in a way that resembled a jester, only to later have the addition of his cloth face making him probably a part of an advertising window display of, like, jesters and clowns, Mm. rather than, like, a standard doll for purchase. However, he was purchased by a man for his grandson while visiting overseas. And this is where our story begins. (laughs) Robert Eugene Odo, who everyone just called Gene, 
was born on October 25th, 1900 in Key West, Florida. Sometime between 1904 and 1906, his grandfather returned home to Florida from his trip to Germany with a doll as a gift for the young boy. Gene immediately became enamored with the doll and even named it after himself, Robert. That's a little bit selfish, little but okay, bit. Robert. <laughs> they were the best of friends, and despite its awkward size, brought it along everywhere with him. Gene loved his life-size doll and treated him like a living person, even building the doll its own room in the attic, complete with furniture and toys. What people might describe as an unhealthy relationship between Gene and the doll seemed apparently perfectly fine to his parents, but legend has it the family's servants would often hear Gene in his bedroom having conversations with himself in two entirely different voices. Mm, yeah, fuck that. Fuck no. And they would often see him whispering to the doll throughout the day. Mm, mm-mm. They even reported seeing the doll speak itself and witnessing its expressions change. That's when you burn it. You burn that doll. Light it on fire. It's yeet made it out, out of wood. Window. You just yeet that doll. Soon, even more strange occurrences started happening. Anytime something went missing or was found broken in the household, Gene would always say it was Robert's fault. When Gene would misbehave, he would defend himself by saying, Robert told me to do it. Eventually, mutilated toys started appearing around the house, to which Gene would cry, Robert did it. The doll pretty much took blame for everything, which sounds like normal childlike behavior. However, before Robert the doll came around, Gene was always a very well-behaved boy. It was pretty out of character for him. The strange occurrences all came to a head one night when everyone was asleep. Legend has it, Gene was about 10 years old, and he awoke to find Robert the doll sitting at the end of his bed, staring at him. Moments later, the entire house was awakened by the sound of Gene's screams for help and loud banging. Gene's mother ran to the bedroom and tried to open the door, but it was locked. From the inside, Gene's pleas for help were becoming more frantic, and finally what seemed like after forever, the door unlocked, and Gene's mother rushed inside to find him hidden under the blankets in fear. His room in complete disarray, with all the furniture in the room overturned. And Robert the doll, sitting nicely at the foot of the bed. When his mother rushed to his side, the only words Gene could mutter were, Robert did it. But things didn't stop at that occurrence. Frequently, Gene's parents would hear the sound of children giggling and footsteps around the house at night or during the times that they were alone in the house. So eventually, Gene grew up and moved to Chicago to study at the Academy of Fine Arts, and then eventually to the Art Students League in New York. When Gene moved away, his parents moved Robert permanently to the attic, where he remained for a number of years. As Gene progressed as an artist, Robert stayed in the attic. Gene ended up moving to Europe to develop his own personal painting style and to continue his studies at the Parisian Sorbonne University. Here is where he met Annette Parker, who was actually a Boston native. She was also studying in Paris to be a musician and actually became a pretty accomplished pianist. The two were married in Paris on May 3rd, 1930, and shortly after moved to New York where Anne performed at the celebrated Rainbow Room at the Rockefeller Center. Several years later, the couple decided to return back to Key West, Florida after Jean's parents died. When Jean's parents died, 
he inherited the house and, in turn, inherited back his childhood friend. I don't understand how they didn't burn this doll. Like, at, at some point, like, when you hear children laughing and you have a single child, mm-hmm. why would you keep it? How would you not be pissed? Or, like, send your child in for, like, a psychoanalysis? Psych examination. Yeah, like... Yeah, like, He's talking in two different voices to himself. Like, does my right. son have a split personality? Is there a problem? Does he need to be on medication? Yeah, but yikes. Okay, he's back at the uh, demon house with yep. the demon doll. Yep. Okay. So Robert resumed his constant presence in the household once Jean and Anne moved back in. Jean even returned the doll to his old bedroom, the turret room on the second floor. Local folklore insists that Jean would often escape to the turret room to spend his days alone creating artwork. He claimed that the light in the room was better for painting, but his old friend was always right by his side, propped up against the southwest window of the room. Mm, as a grown man, mm-hmm. just chilling out with a doll, with a doll yeah. painting all day, mm-hmm. I am terrified. So Anne's disdain for Robert quickly rose, and she expressed her discomfort with the doll's presence. She wanted Robert completely out of the house, but Jean refused. Instead, they settled on a compromise that Robert would be locked away and returned back to the attic. However, Robert the doll had his sweet taste of freedom and was not happy about being locked back up. Soon, Anne would be plagued with hearing the same giggling that Jean's parents did throughout the house and footsteps in the attic, like someone was pacing back and forth. People who passed by claimed that they could see the doll and that it would move from window to window throughout the day, or could be seen from the window one moment and then completely gone the next. Children even said that the doll would mock them as they walked to school. Which I think is hilarious. Like, a doll's just like, Hey, going to school, you little fucking kids. <laughs> Bye, fuckers. <laughs> Eventually, the rumors about Robert being seen through the window made its way back to Gene. He, of course, was very skeptical because he was the one who placed Robert in the attic and knew that it was nowhere near the window. But, to his surprise, when he opened the door to the attic, there was Robert sitting in a rocking chair by the window. Reportedly, Jean went to check up on Robert a handful of times, and each time he would find him by the window, and each time Jean would move him away. Why would he move him away, though? Like, at least let the doll be fucking happy. Like, if you're gonna keep the fucker, at least, like, keep him happy. Let him sit in his little chair. What's he fucking doing to you right now, bro? (laughs) He's just mocking school kids. (laughs) Yeah, he just wants to fuck with school kids. I get it. So Jean and Anne lived in the home for the next 40 years until Jean's death in 1974, and then Anne's two years later. Rumors surfaced that when Jean died, Robert was by his side. Then other rumors came around that after Jean's death, Anne locked Robert up in a cedar trunk, and then shortly after died from insanity, pointing blame at Robert. However, neither rumors are obviously confirmed. Either way, after Jean and Annie's deaths, Myrtle Reuter purchased what became known as the artist's house and in turn became Robert's new caretaker. Her 10-year-old daughter was the one who first initially found Robert the doll in the attic and was at first delighted. However, she soon claimed that Robert was alive and that he wanted to hurt her. 
Myrtle would often be woken up in the middle of the night by her daughter's screams, only to be told by her that Robert was walking around her room on his own. Similar activity continued. They heard footsteps in the attic and giggling all around the house. Visitors said that Robert's expression would change when anyone would talk badly about Jean and his presence. Even a plumber who had been hired to make repairs around the home claimed to hear children's laughter when no one was there. When he looked around the room, he noticed that a doll, that turned out to be Robert, moved from one side of the window to the other and noticed that the objects that had been in Robert's lap somehow ended up on the other side of the room like they'd been thrown. And Myrtle even said herself that Robert would move around the house on his own. I just... I just don't understand why everyone's just not doing anything about it. Why they're it. just cool with this doll? Just he's just been <laughs> living being the life. worst for the last like how many fucking years? Literally like seventy years later, yeah. this doll has been a giggling little fucking bastard, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh no, it's cool." Yeah, everyone's cool with it. Just oh, it's Robert. He's he just, he's know. just doing him, you know. <laughs> So instead of locking the doll away, Myrtle seemed to have found an attraction to the doll, even, <laughs> even taking the doll with her when she moved to a new house. Mm. And she lived with the doll like this for 20 years until apparently she was finally fed up with his antics and donated him to the East Martello Museum in Key West, where Robert still resides to this day. Now, by this point in time, Robert's legacy was well known to the area. So instead of putting the doll in storage or throwing him away, they decided to put him on display inside of a glass case. And almost immediately, museum employees reported their own paranormal encounters with the doll. They reported all the same stuff, seeing Robert move, his expressions changing, and even faintly giggling. And soon after he went on display, curious locals flocked to the museum and then eventually tourists from around the country. He has appeared on TV shows. Mm -hmm. He's had his aura photographed. He is a stop on a ghost tour and he's inspired a very famous horror movie. Sure did. Hint, not Robert, even though yes, that movie was about him. The Curse of Robert. But all of the Chuckies. All of the Chuckies are about Robert the doll. So, if you think that Robert was pissed about being locked up in an attic, I can only imagine how pissed he is now that he's currently locked up in his 3x3 glass box for everyone to gawk at him. Hence, the curse of Robert the doll. Visitors are warned by the staff that if they want to take pictures of Robert, they must first introduce themselves and then ask for his permission. And if you don't, you're met with terrible misfortune. Yeah, don't people uh, write like apologies like after their life just falls yeah. into fucking The walls shambles. are actually covered in letters from like previous visitors begging for Robert's forgiveness and asking him to remove any curse that was put on them by him. The museum actually states that they've received around a thousand letters, which they keep and catalog all of them, apparently. And for entertainment, I have some of these letters. Oh, dude, I love it. <laughs> it's gonna be really funny in like a hundred years from now 
and like hopefully something happens where it's like insignificant and they just find all these like cursed letters to a doll. <laughs> and, and people forget that there was Robert the doll. And yeah. You're just like, who's what? this witch doctor named Robert? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the first letter. Dearest Robert, I'm really, really, truly sorry that I made fun of your leather face. Leather is actually a nice material, and it looks great on you. <laughs> I also snapped some pics of you without your permission. I suppose that was rather rude. Not to mention some other things I did that were pretty dot 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 disrespectful. Which now I'm like, what did you do? What'd you do, bro? After we left Key West, we discovered a bag with some pretty important articles of clothing in it had mysteriously disappeared. Right away, we all knew it was my fault, and I've decided to make nothing but positive remarks about you. P.S. I deleted the photos. Well, you're just brown nosing, bud. Right? Okay, so this one is super blurry, so I'm going to try my best to read it. Dear Robert... I would like to start off by apologizing to you for being rude and for taking your picture without asking your permission. When I initially asked for your permission and almost immediately started having chest pains, I should have known that it wasn't okay to take your picture. I am truly sorry for not listening to you. Since visiting you about three years ago, my house has been struck by lightning. Three times. Ooh. Also, a rental home I was scheduled to vacation at caught on fire the night before I was supposed to check in. Two nights later, the rental home we were able to stay at was struck by lightning as well. That's a lot of strikes. Yeah. Beginning with the flight home from Key West after visiting you, my wife and I had begun to have problems with flying. Like, what, what kind um, of problems? One problem is that anytime we fly together, some of our flights will be delayed. <laughs> Which sounds I mean, like a pretty it, common It might problem. just be a delay, buddy. <laughs> this has happened at least four times now, and our luggage has been destroyed once as well. What do you mean destroyed? I am very sorry for disrespecting you. And here we move on to another letter that... I can actually read. Robert, sorry I did not ask out loud to take your photo. Since then, my husband lost his diamond out of his ring. I tore my rotator cuff and my daughter's wedding was canceled. All happened before I returned home. Please stop the curse. I am truly sorry and life is tough enough. I mean, you could have just not taken the photo. Yeah. You can just look it up online. Dear Robert the Doll, I am so very sorry for taking your picture during my visit in the Keys. I have never been a superstitious person, but all that has changed. Since coming back from the Keys and taking your picture after being warned not to, I have experienced more bad luck than ever. My house was struck by lightning three times, and I've had you replace very expensive items because of this. I've been very ill, including getting a staph infection in my lymph node. Our big screen TV went out and we had to pay to get it fixed. Last January, I lost a grandmother and right after that on Easter Sunday, I lost my other grandmother. I do not contribute these things to you, but they are still on my list of things. 
These are just a few of the things that have happened, and I'm hoping that by sending you this letter, my luck will somehow change. Please, please, please accept my apology. I promise that if I ever find myself in Key West again, I will be sure not to take your picture. And wow. then there's five exclamation points after that. He's like, uh, very good at controlling the weather, apparently. Just strike him down with some, uh, lightning. Yeah, his apparently favorite curse is lightning. Yeah. Well, that's metal as fuck. Yeah. Uh, another letter. Dear Robert, I went to Key West in October 2009. I decided to come see you. I was told to ask you before I took any pictures. I asked to take your picture three times. Of all three times, my camera shut off. It was a new camera and new batteries, so it wasn't the camera. So I turned around and took a picture of the hearse behind me. Had no more problems with the camera. Well, when I got home, I downloaded my pictures to the computer and realized that a reflection of you was in the glass on the hearse. I didn't really think nothing of it. Shortly after, my computer crashed with a virus. I got hurt at work. I lost my job, lost my new truck, lost my home. It's been a downhill slide since then. If I didn't believe before, I do now. I do apologize if I upset you. And I have one more, which... Because <laughs> I read it and I just think it's hysterical. Mm. Dear Mr. Robert, sir, we are so sorry for taking your picture without permission. Please remove your curse. We get the message. Please fix my eye, my Xbox, and my marriage. Oh my god. That's... <laughs> like, is that in order of importance? <laughs> my eye, because I need to fucking see. My Xbox, because I need a fucking game. My marriage, because I guess I need fucking food. <laughs> yes. It's funny that the eyes before the Xbox is I need my eye to see the Xbox and then my Xbox to play Xbox. And then a marriage. I mean, I guess. If you I have guess. time, but, but like, my I mean, eye and my Xbox is what really fucking counts right now. <laughs> it will be greatly appreciated. I will never doubt you again, your friend. Smiley I like face. how it just started off so formal and then <laughs> is asking Mr. to Robert, fix sir. <laughs> Dear Mr. Robert, sir, um, can you work on my Xbox? <laughs> it's broken. Is this the geek squad? <laughs> so in an attempt to get on Robert's good side or lift whatever hex is upon them, all these visitors write him letters and sometimes while they're there even leave him offerings of candy, money, and occasionally joints. Yeah, I mean, that can't hurt anything. Yeah. There's a running theory that Robert wasn't given to Gene by his grandfather, but by a servant who worked for Gene's parents. This woman supposedly was mistreated by Gene's parents, and to punish them, it's believed that she cursed this doll, then gave it to Gene as a gift. Some people also believe that Robert's hair color and his soul are both slowly fading, suggesting that Robert absorbed a lot of Gene's emotional energy during his life, and now that Gene himself has passed, the energy inside Robert the doll is slowly fading as well. However, recent museum reviews on TripAdvisor and blog posts beg to differ. I have some more experience stories for you. Hit me with them stories. The first story. Last week, we were in Key West, soaking up the history and wonderful sunshine. We are from New Hampshire, and we're not strangers to ghostly tales. Little did we realize that Robert the Doll was more than just a tale. 
We went to the museum and was told by a very nice lady at the front desk to be sure and ask for Robert's permission if we wanted to take his picture. I just laughed at such a silly statement and we went into the room where Robert was gazing at us. I snapped his picture, not once, but three times. We then proceeded to the gallery where it was air conditioned and there were some beautiful artwork on the walls. I found one painting that caught my eye and decided to take a picture of it. And that's when it all started. As I snapped the picture, I looked at my camera and it said, no images. All the 50 plus pictures that we had taken in Key West were suddenly gone. We went parasailing the next day. The boat captain took a video of us in the air. Got back home, the disc was blank. We went to the camera store and they could find no reason why our pictures were gone and why the disc was blank. I have also been hearing some strange noises during the night since I've been home. To all who may read this, please listen to the nice lady at the front desk of the museum. Ask Robert's permission if you want to take his picture. I mean, that, and that, this was actually on their uh, TripAdvisor review page for the museum. So it's very nice that they gave the lady at the front desk where the credit was due. Yeah. She's nice. But don't take his fucking picture. Well, they're, they're actually pretty lucky if they went fucking parasailing and nothing happened and you just don't have yeah, a video. Yeah, you just don't have a video Like, of it. I think he kind of lucked out for being a dick there. Yeah. All right, story number two. My husband and I were on our honeymoon in Key West and thought it would be fun to take a haunted tour. One of the stops was the Martello Museum. When we first saw Robert the doll, he just looked like a worn-out doll that sat in an enclosed exhibit my husband and I stood and looked at Robert for a few minutes, and we both had a bit of a laugh about the doll. We agreed that Robert the doll did not appear so menacing. When we turned to leave, my husband turned and asked Robert, Hey Robert, wanna see our honeymoon suite? Which like, the fuck? Um, what does that mean? Are you trying Inviting to Inviting have... Robert back for a threesome? Yeah, like to watch you bang your wife, you weirdo? Could you not? <laughs> That night, we turned in pretty late. I was sound asleep, and all of a sudden, I was awakened by what sounded like a person laughing in our room. I laid there awake for a while, thinking that I must be dreaming. Shortly, I got up for a drink of water and returned to the bed, and I could not go back to sleep. Then I heard what sounded like footsteps run across the floor. I woke my husband up, and it was not long before we heard the footsteps again. This time, the footsteps were accompanied by a shrill laugh. Mm -hmm. To make a long story short, we got little sleep that night. Were these noises made by Robert the Haunted Doll? We can't prove it. But let's just say, you couldn't convince my husband or me that the noises were not made by Robert the Doll. I think the doll is possessed and can definitely follow one home. Uh, well, maybe you shouldn't have invited him, him in your, your room. Sorry Robert took your offer up to come <laughs> check out your honeymoon suite. Maybe don't invite him next time. That's right. how you get demons, vampires, a whole bunch especially of- Especially vampires. Especially vampires. Don't do that. All right, number three. Hit me with it. Everything that happened is real. I experienced it while awake. I was on no substances that could have caused a hallucination and have never partaken in anything that would be considered an illegal drug or an illegal substance. You choose what you believe, but my eyes saw what they saw and I heard what I heard. I went on vacation with my family to the Keys a few years ago. 
We decided to go to the museum to visit, and I honestly did want to go see Robert in person because I had read about him before. I took a picture at one point that had him in the background. It was not a direct picture in front of him. This was enough to get his attention though, but I did delete the picture later and it no longer exists. When he visited me, I heard laughing and turned on the light to see the metal pull cord to the fan spinning around like someone had pulled it or was messing around with it. This was the extent of any interaction I have had with the entity away from the doll itself. Nothing happened while I was at the museum or during the day up until this point. Since taking the picture and visit, I had not had anything that I would call unfortunate or terrible in a life-ruining way. I have a nice job that I like and life has been normal. I think there's a chance Robert may know when someone makes mistakes or is intentionally going up and taking his picture with full knowledge of what they're doing. Basically, if you play with fire in this case, you will probably get burned. Well, this guy knew what he was getting into. Yeah, this guy was like, hey, Robert knew I made a mistake and Robert has mercy. He called me out on he it. He was like, hey, I'm gonna play with your fan. and Fuck then up your shit. Bye. Pull, pull on the little uh, thingamajig. All right, another experience story. Like a kid in a candy shop, I couldn't wait to meet Robert. On Tuesday, I met him. The energy in that place is thick, heavy. I saw apparitions too, but I didn't catch anything. I asked Robert if I could take his picture, and after being given permission, I snapped an excellent photograph. I then took the opportunity to explain my friend the story of Robert. Then the atmosphere changed. I felt sick. We left and rode our bikes to a beach a little further up the island. I then proceeded to dislocate my knee. As I sit and write this, my knee is in an immobilizer. It was Robert, I'm sure of it. Don't ask. Don't ask. Which, that makes Robert sound like a dick, because she was super nice. Yeah. Even took the time to explain Robert's story, unless maybe she got something wrong in Robert's story that she explained to her friend. And he was like, no, the fuck you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I hope you do. (laughs) I hope the fuck you do. And the last story that I have, which is very detailed and slightly long, but I felt was worth mentioning. In December, I went to Key West and visited the famous Robert the Doll. I was familiar with his story and etiquette for meeting him before going, so I was as respectful as possible and even brought him candy. Before we approached his room, I saw something moving in the glare of the glass display. When we went in the room, no one was there and we couldn't explain what I saw. I asked to take his photo and felt like I wasn't getting any bad vibes, so I took it. My husband, being the skeptic that he is, was somewhat joking about the whole thing, but I don't think he said anything disrespectful. We went back to our Airbnb the next day, and this place had a really creepy atmosphere. We had been staying there for over a month by that point, and several of our friends had eerie experiences, but nothing too crazy. We were in the house alone the first night, and we heard noises in the empty laundry chute. Checked it, still completely empty. We went to bed and I felt like something was off. After taking forever to fall asleep, I was woken up around 2 a.m. to hear noises on the floor. I didn't open my eyes at first because my brain was trying to give a logical answer for why it sounded like someone was going through our suitcase in the middle of the night. I listened for at least a minute before opening my eyes to see a Victorian woman in a white dress standing on my husband's side of the bed. Her face was covered by a white lace veil 
but I knew in that moment that this was not a spirit. It was something else. I was frozen in fear and unable to move for a good 20 seconds before I started screaming and pushing my husband to wake him up. It faded into the wall in front of my eyes. By the time my husband fully woke up and realized something was wrong, I was shaking and hyperventilating. I had never seen an entity before. I smudged the entire house, which was a mansion, so that shit took forever. And while I was ringing the bells to chase evil out, the door to our bedroom slammed in my face as I approached it. Our friends came back that night, and we didn't have any more experiences. Do you think this was Robert? I feel like it wasn't, but it could have been related. I already felt weird about the house before we went in, and maybe I just opened myself up too much to interact with the paranormal. Two weeks later, we went to Vegas and went through Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum, which had lots of equally famous haunted dolls. That night in the hotel room, our sink faucet turned on by itself. You have to physically turn the knob to get the water to come out, and we heard it turning before the water started. We tried and we could not debunk it. No more experiences since December though, and it was by pure coincidence that we saw so many haunted dolls in one month. It definitely wasn't planned. Also love how she, or he, explains that to get water out of the faucet, you, you have, have to, to turn, turn it. Knob. As if you don't have to physically do something. Well, some of them are motion censored. I'll correct myself. Okay, right. I, I could feel that. All right, I get it. I get it. I get it. But that is right. You heard the last part correct. I did have to sneak something about Zach Bagans in this episode. How could you not? This uh, this last story, so I found out that this last uh, one that I read was posted in February of 2020. So actually... Pretty recent. Pretty yeah. recent. But interesting enough, Robert the Doll did in fact visit Zach Bagans' haunted museum as well in October 2015. Robert was actually taken... Uh, from the museum in Key West to Las Vegas to be part of the special Ghost Adventures Artifacts episode. I remember Robert the Doll because Robert the Doll had a special handler that takes him out of his case yeah. and will hold him yeah. for, you know, a certain amount of time and stuff. Mm -hmm. But after Robert the Doll came in is when I think their studio flooded mm -hmm. um, that they were shooting the show for something crazy. The yeah. Lost Artifacts. And they had to close down for a little bit. Yeah, they had to close for a while. And I think it was the day after they had Robert the Doll in. Probably. Because he was kind of a dick, but Zach Baggins is always kind of a dick. And he's always dickish. Mm hmm. But at least he's consistent. Yeah. He keeps up his dick persona. <laughs> yeah. So since Robert's claim to fame, he has been immortalized in a movie series called Curse of Robert the Doll, has replica dolls sold at the gift shop at the Martello Museum, and even has his own Facebook page. Mm. But Robert isn't the only haunted famous object to come out of the story. The artist house where once Robert and Jean lived together operates as a haunted bed and breakfast. And yes, you can stay in the very same turret bedroom Robert and Jean stayed in. Mm, I kind of want to, but kind of don't oh, want to. Oh, I want to. to. I want to. Uh, I kind of don't. I swear, if something after this episode happens, kind of like the Black Egg Kids or Men in Black. Uh -huh. Like, I didn't even write for those episodes. And, and I had, like, wonky shit happening, like, yeah. with my computers and my phone and shit. Yeah, I had wonky so, shit after uh, Men in Black. If I hear fucking footsteps, I'm burning my house down, guys. Mm -hmm. 
You heard it here first. Shelby is home. <laughs> Shelby might be homeless. We'll see. It. We'll see what happens. Check back in next week. <laughs> so the artist house has actually been featured on the Discovery Channel's Would You Believe It, Travel Channel's Mysteries at the Museum, and even William Shatner's show Weird or What. Visitors report that to this day you can still hear footsteps coming from the attic or devilish giggling around the house. It's also reported that Anne haunts the home as well. Visitors have described seeing a beautiful woman descending the turret room staircase wearing what seems to be a wedding dress. How they figured out it was Anne, I don't know, but apparently this lady in a wedding dress is seen quite frequently in hmm. the house. Both the museum and the artist house B&B are open and available to the public to visit which I very much want to do. And if you do too, or have already have, I definitely think you should send us an email and, and tell us about it. But I'm a big believer that just like people and places, like objects themselves can be haunted too. And like, I'm kind of on the fence about Robert. Like it would make more sense that the doll was haunted if it was given to him like already cursed, mm -hmm. as the legend says. But like all historical records claim it was his grandfather that bought it straight from a store in Germany. So, so why would they generally just hex one doll? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Now I, I, now I do believe it is also possible to like manifest negative energy. And we've talked about that before on here a little bit. So... Maybe over the years, people just being creeped out by this thing manifested a negative energy into the doll, which is now the cause of people's misfortune. But at the same point, you know, playing skeptic here, it might just be a big old case of selective attention and confirmation bias. So basically, people who visit Robert the doll return home expecting bad things to happen. And when they eventually do, that's confirmation that Robert is haunted. However, the letters that are written to the museum and Robert detail some pretty specific events, although they, you know, might be embellished, but it's hard to ignore how many letters he gets. But either way, we can all agree that Robert the doll is creepy as hell, but the creepiest part about him is a lesser known fact. And I saved this for last. Too. Oh no freak you out even more. I don't want to. So, the sailor suit that Robert is wearing did not come from the Steiff Company of Germany. In fact, the sailor suit that Robert is wearing are the actual clothes from Jean's youth. There is actually a picture of Jean as a child wearing the same clothes that Robert the doll is wearing now. So yes, although Robert the doll has his own backstory and his own life beyond genes, technically he's kind of like a child effigy of Gene Otto himself. Oh. And every time you're visiting Robert the doll, you're visiting a dead boy's clothing. Yeah. Just kind of creepy. Yeah, I think that definitely adds the creepy factor. I think so. I mean, that like, it was such a personal item. Yeah, like that he, he grew up and played in, and then gave it to the doll that he named after himself. So that kind of uh, right. almost imprints more on this doll, just right. becoming a vessel. Yeah, which kind of goes along with the whole uh, theory that people think that Robert the doll absorbed Jean's energy, and. I mean, he was wearing his damn clothes, so. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like, Jean was so obsessed with the doll, even as a child, 
It would be interesting to see if there was anything traumatic within Jean's childhood. Yeah. I couldn't find much about Jean's childhood. I mean, just because it was like yeah, literally it, it, so fucking long ago. But um, he was, he actually was a pretty accomplished artist. And yeah. he's got like paintings all around. That definitely just screams trauma to me. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> you can't be a good artist without some sort of fucking trauma. So, like, was he fucking crazy? Yeah. But he is free? He's free now because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you are so gonna get cursed. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, they said that uh, if you talk badly about Gene in front of the doll's presence, that's like surefire way to get cursed. But, I mean, as far as I've seen on all of my research, I don't believe Robert listens to podcasts, so... He might, though. He might be good. He does have a Facebook page. That is actually while I'm thinking about it. So, obviously, Robert the doll does not control his fucking Facebook page. It's, like, the curator of the museum who controls it. And at one point, <laughs> there was a um, a grant going around for from uh, the Knight Foundation where different museums could enter... Uh, to have a chance to win $20,000 for the museum. And people around the country had to vote for their museum of choice of which should get the money. Yeah. So as part of promotion to get votes, uh, this museum photoshopped a picture of Robert the Doll's face on the famous picture of Kim Kardashian popping the bottle of champagne over her head and into her booty and it is the fucking best picture i have ever seen and i will show you right now i'm gonna die (laughs) (gasps) oh that's so bad it's fucking hilarious that's that is hilarious but i don't i don't know hey the fucking museum did it it's not like some random schmuck did it the museum was like yo we're gonna put robert's face on kim k's body and that's... Sure as shit, they fucking won. Well, how could you not win with a picture like that? <laughs> Look at that booty. Yeah. That booty was sent out to win. Robert's uh, thick with... Thick? <laughs> five C's. So many thick. C's. Ooh, I didn't like that. Sorry. Uh, and then he also, like, along with apology letters, will also get, like, fan mail, like, saying, like, happy birthday or, like... Robert, I'm your biggest fan. I love you so much. Not even all my friends tell me happy birthday, but people are just writing a dull happy birthday letters. Yeah, like I saw one online that was like, happy 107th birthday, Robert. I hope you're having a great day. And they know how old he is. Lost. Yeah, like look, like that's, that's kind of sweet. That's a card right there. Hmm. Yeah, they send him cards and, and shit. And there was there, some people draw his picture when they send him letters. It's fucking weird. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Like, I mean, at least, I don't know if people send him letters because they actually want to send him letters or if they send him letters because then they will be featured on the museum's wall. Huh. I don't know. But either way, it's, I don't have time for that. No. <laughs> I don't write letters. Mm-mm. I barely can write my episodes for this <laughs> podcast. So, please save my eye, my Xbox, and my marriage. I feel like that's probably the best one. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Now, hopefully they fixed his Xbox. Xbox because that was the most important. <laughs> not the eye. No. Not the marriage. No. The Xbox. I mean, really, you can play Xbox with one eye. 
You can still play Xbox if you're not married, I guess. You have more so, time to play Xbox if you're not married. Priorities. Priorities. And you know what should be your, your priority. priority? Write us a sweet-ass review on whatever you listen to us on. Just write us a review. Leave us all of them fucking stars Hell because yeah. we love you. So love us. Love us back. You can also hit us up on our socials at the creepy burrito or send us his sweet ass email at the creepy burrito at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can also buy us a burrito at buy me a coffee slash creepy burrito. Donate to the podcast and give a burrito its wings. Hmm. Give it the wings right into my fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm so hungry. So that way, instead of eating your burritos with two handers, it just flies right in. Yeah, no handers. Hovers while you're chewing. Yeah. Beefy burrito. No hands needed. No hands required. And on that note. And on that fucking note. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Happy birthday. Happy 107th birthday. Bye. I'm fucking pissed and sweating.